Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 292 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. How the hell are you guys doing today? It is Saturday, March 13th, 2021. Let's have us a show. You guys know the routine. I'm going to talk about stuff. You guys can call in about it. You can also type uh, stuff into the chat box, and I'll try not to ignore it. Uh, if you get shit, you can even call them for what you want to talk about. I don't mind. I'm always looking for new topics. All right, let's get started. We're heading over to the OG to see what they're talking about. Let's see. Uh, nope, that's politics. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about that. It's hard to find shit to talk about on the OG. That's a lot of politics and, uh, well, not much religion. I, I, I won't give them that. You don't see that that often. The, which is uh, two things I don't normally talk about. Uh, oh, there you go. They they uh, posted a video of uh, a uh, police officer trying to uh, arrest someone, and I didn't have the sound on, so uh, I, I wasn't able to catch uh, all the details of it. Uh, but it was a, a very overweight lady, and as it turns out, the cop was also very overweight. And so it, 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 it was just a shit show all around. <laughs> but... It, at first, it was kind of comical, right up to the point where I believe uh, they shot each other. <laughs> uh, you know, because she he tased her, and it didn't seem to have much difference thing, diff, much of a uh, um, effect on her. Uh, and then things got confusing, and because I didn't have the sound on, I didn't even realize that she had uh, uh, shot him. Uh, I saw that he pulled out his gun, but without the sound, I didn't, wasn't sure if he'd return fire. It turns out he did. He ended up being okay because he had a, a bulletproof vest on. She ended up driving down the road a little bit uh, and then veering off the road and dying. So um, it was it went from amusing to disturbing right away. And the conversation uh, on the OG is whether or not there should be a uh, physical requirement for police officers because that guy was clearly uh, affected by his weight as far as it came to doing his uh, job. So uh, what do you guys think? Do you think police officers should be held to a physical requirement? Uh, I don't know if all of, if, if all police, uh, excuse me, if all police are treated the same from state to state and county to county. So I don't know if there's no re physical requirement for any of them, but clearly in some places there isn't because you wouldn't have situations like that exist. Um, for myself, I, I I would assume so that you would have to have some sort of physical requirements to do a job like that. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, I think so though. Uh, you know, all jobs are different, and for something like that, you, you're, it just seems poor planning. <laughs> and he wasn't just a little bit overweight; he was uh, like obese, very much so, like visibly, like not like a couple extra pounds or or extra twenty pounds. I God, he might have been a hundred pounds overweight. I don't know. It's hard to tell, you know, because I didn't have a good comparison for how tall he was, but he was quite rotund. Uh, and if you're a police officer that doesn't do like foot patrol uh, and stuff like that, then I can totally uh, see not having that physical requirement. But for the cops that are the day-to-day -day cops that are interacting with public all the time in often very physical situations i can't believe that they'll let something like that go i mean what do you guys think feel free to call in about it uh, or type it out in the chat box and as always with any of these topics uh if i don't get a response right away i'll move on that doesn't mean you don't that doesn't mean you uh can't comment on it uh, later if you want with a phone call or typing stuff out in the chat box anyways let's see back over to the other ground but yeah it just seems moronic uh I don't know. I hate to judge other people, but they have to know that that's not great for their job. But then again, I don't know. People let themselves uh, get out of shape for all kinds of different reasons. And, and I've done it myself uh, over the course of my life. So I really shouldn't judge other people. But then again, my let myself get out of shape is only is not the same thing as what I'm describing either. You know, I looked down one day and I had a little pot belly. I'd always been tragically thin my entire life. And I pretty much accepted that. Uh, but around the age of 40 i looked down and i had a little pot belly thing going and i refused to accept that i was like no uh, -uh. i'm not gonna be both skinny and fat at the same time that's that's unacceptable seriously i look like a straw with a jelly bean stuck in the middle of it and uh, 
and I'm not too far off from that now, but I'm slightly better anyways. I, I resolved that I was never going to be both skinny and fat at the same time. And so I started working out and doing yoga and lifting weights and all that good shit. And I probably look about the same, but at least I'm in a little better shape. <laughs> uh, but that's what it took for me, just looking down and going, oh, my God. And I, don't, I have no clue how much of that was fat because I've always been skinny. And right now I probably weigh not too far from what I weighed there. I weigh a little bit less. Like I've been having trouble eating, so I've been losing weight. <clears throat> but uh, but for me, that was probably at most 20 pounds of fat on a six foot seven or so frame. Uh, but it was all like, since it was all in the belly, I was, to me, it was very obvious. So uh, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't handle it anymore. So I have no clue how people will let themselves get 100, 200, 300, 400 pounds of overweight. I realize after a certain point, it's kind of like a tipping of the scale without trying to make a pun out of it, uh, where you can't do anything about it because you're uh, even if you're eating the same amount, uh, you're going to be moving less and less as you gain that weight. So you're going to be burning less and less calories, and then, which means you're probably going to be sitting around more and eating more. And it's just a big thing that can sometimes cycle out of control. Um, I know from talking to several people that once you get over a certain weight, it gets a lot harder to lose weight than when below that weight. Uh, at one point, my wife uh, gained a fair amount of weight because uh, she got sick and had diabetes issues and, and things like that. And she resolved that she, uh, she would never get over 200 pounds again. Uh, she's five foot eight and a half, almost five foot nine. So for her, a normal weight's like 150 or 160. Um, and she said she got up to like 250 and she said it was horrible. A after 200, it, seems, it seemed like there was nothing she could do to, to lose the weight. It just kind of hung out. Um, so, yeah, and, and she almost got fat again a couple of years ago, not to tell stories about her, uh, but uh, she injured her shoulder and went from working at a, uh, a stand-up job as a supervisor at a plant to like a re uh, receptionist job. Uh, and at the same time that she had reacquired re diabetes issues um, and she got up to like 190. Yeah. Don't tell her I told you anybody that. And she, once, she, once she saw that, she was like, fuck no. She goes, I'm not going over 200. And she turned the shit around and went on slim fast and uh, slim fast diabetic shakes and, you know, got more active in conjunction with getting a more of a stand-up job. Now she now she's a locker room manager. So she walks around all day making sure her assistants are doing what they're supposed to be doing and and uh, and uh, serving the old ladies uh, cookies and tea and shit and, and uh, running a card room. So uh, now that she's walking around again, like, right, God, right now, uh, someone just told her today, <laughs> they're like, wow, you lost a lot of weight because <laughs> she has. And I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm, uh, I'm very happy that she's losing weight and not just for the obvious reasons, but also because it's, obviously it's uh, much healthier. Uh, that's why I always told her. I, I told her, I was like, look, I love you no matter what you look like, because we're all going to be old and ugly at some point. There's nothing you can do about it. I go, but it's unhealthy to be uh, carrying extra weight. It's just, it, it just is. It, um, that's horrible on your joints, horrible on your organs. It's, there's nothing good about it, which is why I was, uh, always amazed when, uh, I see all that big push for fat is healthy. Uh, I'm like, well, I don't see how it could be. The science is against it. Hold on. I need a drink of water. Give me just a second, folks. I don't hate fat people. Awesome. I don't. I don't. Uh, I, most most of the people I know are fat. How can how can I possibly hate everybody? I just think it's an unfortunate thing um, where we are to, today with weight and the seemingly upset upset uh, acceptance of having extra weight. Um, and and once again, it's not from a physical beauty standpoint. If you don't care what you look like, I don't care what you look like. <laughs> uh, but it's just I can't believe that they're trying to push forward the idea that uh, you can have 20, 30, 40 extra pounds on you and it's okay, much less 100 to 200. Like you see some people saying, oh, I'm healthy. I do, you know, I do half marathons. I'm like, well, okay. And how long do they take? <laughs> they don't like that question. Um, just because you're physically active, that doesn't mean you're healthy. It depends on the rest of your lifestyle. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm preaching to you guys. You guys are all intelligent people. It's it's like me telling you, hey, the sky is blue. That sun, it's hot. <laughs> you know, so I apologize and I'll move on. Uh, let's see. Go back on over to the OG and see what else they got to talk about. 
Mm, no, no, not a, we don't. Foreman talks losing to Ali. I don't really know boxing well enough to dive into that. That's probably a bad idea. Snake in my yard. Uh, oh, big snake in my yard. That's probably more my speed, but I don't think how that's a, see how that could be a podcast topic. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong teaser. Okay, well, there you go. <clears throat> Everyone seems really, really excited, at least most people I've talked to that are into these type of movie things, about the entire King Kong Godzilla uh, movie. You know, Kong versus Godzilla. I'm sure you guys have heard about it. Uh, to the point where, like, I have friends that know that know I have HBO Max that do not have HBO Max that want to come over to watch it when it comes out in a couple weeks. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, it looks decent, but I never got into the entire Godzilla thing, you know, the the entire Keiju giant monster genre that uh, has become popular in, the, in recent years. I mean, Godzilla's, Godzilla's been around forever, obviously, but mostly it was a J- Japanese thing or, or a B-movie thing. Um, and in the recent years, they've came out with, like, a couple few of both of these. Like, there was Kong, uh, what is it, Kong uh, Island? I can't, I don't know. But there's a couple King Kong ones, and then, like, a couple Godzilla ones, and then another Godzilla one with a whole bunch of other people in it. And now there's going to be this one, Kong versus Godzilla. And I'm kind of surprised that the movie genre kind of developed that way. But I don't know. Uh <laughs> Is anybody else really super interested in this? <laughs> Justin Sufferable says, tell him to pay the 15 bucks, you fucking loser. No, I don't mind having a couple friends over to watch it with uh, with me if they really want to. <laughs> uh, that's not the issue at all. I- I'm just surprised that, you know, people are really super excited about it. Um on the other hand, I am kind of happy about this entire HBO Max thing, having all of, uh, was is this Warner Brothers? I can't remember which movie studio that's doing this, but they're the ones that are having all of their movies be released, both uh, in the movie theater and on HBO Max at the same time. But uh, then after one month, it goes away on HBO Max, and after that, you have to see it at the movie theater, which is kind of laughable, because <laughs> in, real- in reality, most movies are in the theater for four to six weeks, <laughs> maybe eight tops. So, um I don't know why they set it up like that, though. Uh, and I've watched a couple of good movies. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I, I think Mortal Kombat's coming out, which I am excited about seeing. So I guess I really shouldn't be judgmental of the Kong versus Godzilla uh, people because Mortal Kombat is just as you know nerdy and uh, sci-fi as anything else. So um, actually, let's look this up. HBO X theater movies. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sure they will have a list. Here we go. Uh, okay, they already had those. Out. These are the ones that I already had out. Yeah, uh, the Kong versus Godzilla is coming out March 31st. Uh, Mortal Kombat's April 16th. Um, let's see. Um, if I only list the names of the ones i'm interested in there we might not be talking about any other movies so <laughs> so there's going to be those who wish me dead which is an andra gina jolie uh thriller movie uh the conjuring the devil made me do it which is a uh, st- chilling story of terror murder and unknown evil okay uh then in the heights which is uh lights up on the washington heights the creator of hamilton okay yeah that's <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy. That title speaks for itself. Uh, the Suicide Squad. That one's on August 8th. Okay, that one I'm interested in because uh, it looks like the reboot slash remake of it uh, is going to be way better than the first one. Uh, Reminiscence. Hugh Jackman stars as Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind who navigates the darkly alluring world of the past by helping his clients, like Rebecca Ferguson Moa, access lost memories. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Let me just switch, switch back over to the uh, chat box. Make sure you guys aren't riding over here. All right. Uh, <laughs> seems okay. Uh, then after that, the many saints of Newark, set in the explosive era of the Newark riots, the prequel to the groundbreaking HBO series The Sopranos, follows the rise of rival gangsters against the all-powerful Demilio crime family. Oh, I said that wrong. <laughs> Uh, then on October 1st, here's what I'm excited about. Dune, this mystic and emotionally charged hero's journey, tells the story of Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding. 
Hmm. That's an interesting way to do it. Uh, describe it, rather. Then on November 19th, King Richard. Follow the story of Richard Williams, father of the legendary tennis champion Venus and Serena, <laughs> who overcame tremendous uh, obstacles to forge a path to success for his daughters. Hmm. Okay. And then on December 22nd, this is the one I'm really excited about. Untitled Matrix movie. <laughs> Seriously, that's what it says. The long-awaited fourth movie in the Matrix universe reunites the original stars Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss as Neo and Trinity. The iconic roles they made famous. Sorry, I normally do those a little bit better because I normally read them a couple times before I actually card that kind of shit. So I apologize if it was not impressive. <laughs> uh, let's see what you guys are talking about. Oh, oh, Time Warner. Yeah, which owns HBO. That's a good point, Hudson. That's probably why they're doing it. Um, Dragonoff says he's looking forward to the Sopranos prequel. And uh, uh, Doss says he would watch that. So, yeah, that should be interesting. I never watched The Sopranos. I know you got, that's weird. Uh, until, like, within the last year or two before I started watching Game of Thrones. So I guess it's been, like, three or four or five years. <laughs> so I, it's not really much of an excuse. But back when it was originally on, I didn't have HBO. Um, and people have told me I need to go back and watch that. So And eventually I will. It's just, you know, I'm not watching. As I've told you guys a bazillion times, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. Um part of the reason I haven't watched it is because other things that people told me were awesome that I went and tried to watch, I just couldn't get into. And I think I talked about this before, uh, Oz being a good example. I went and tried to watch that, but it just seems so dated that I, I couldn't get into it. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, let's see. What else are they talking about? let's refresh they're probably got new things for us to talk about that's the nice thing about the og it's pretty active so if, if you don't like what they're talking about wait a minute something else will pop up uh, anyone have a laser dry fire training system at home i do i haven't actually used it yet <laughs> i just got it like a week or two ago and right when i went back back to work so i haven't had much free time since then so eventually i'd like to mess around with it uh for those who are unaware, a dry fire system is like a a laser bullet. <laughs> I know that sounds uh, crazy, but I guess that's the best way to you. Instead of having a uh, bullet in your gun, you put in this like uh, laser system that whenever you pull the trigger, it sets off a laser that goes down the barrel and then hits whatever. And then you can use uh, various methods to see where that hit. Uh, so you can use it as like a virtual like firing system. That way you can practice things like pulling the trigger, uh, without firing rounds, which is not a good idea in your home. <laughs> My stepdad did that before. He had a little 22 that he, uh, uh, right air 22 rifle. Uh, I think it was. was it 22 rifle, 22. I can't, it was a 22. I can't remember if it was a rifle or a pistol because, uh, um, and he used to fire it at a little box in the basement that he had, you know, uh, like along one wall that he would set up. Uh, and, uh, I don't know why, <laughs> but he would do that sometimes. I, I distinctly remember it. It was safe as far as that goes because we were in a basement. Uh, at the very at the very worst, he's going to put a uh, a hole in his concrete wall, and I'm, from my understanding, a 22 uh, isn't going to put much of a hole in it. Uh, I always wa thought that he would have to worry about ricochets or something, but I, I guess there was a really soft ammo and just splatted instead of ricocheting. I don't know. Uh, he did a lot of things that I didn't understand. He was a uh, quite the drinker. Um, among other things. So <laughs> I don't, I don't know if this is something that all people who have guns do or if he was a crazy motherfucker in that regard. Um, Cause I've seen him do dangerous things before while he was drinking. Uh, I think the most harrowing thing uh, I've ever saw him do while he was drinking uh, that I personally witnessed. And that's just scared the fuck out of me so much was when I saw him try to trim our, our tree uh, with a chainsaw while he was drunk off his ass. So yeah, we had, he had it outside in the driveway. He hadn't brought it in yet, but you know, uh, he was, he was trimming off branches to make it s symmetrical and stuff. And he was using a chainsaw and he was like stagger drunk. And I was standing there. I can't remember why. I, uh, I think he was having me hold the flashlight. Yeah. That's what, that's what it was. I believe I was a flashlight holder a lot. <laughs> and I thought for sure he was going to cut his fucking leg off 100%. I think I was like nine or 10 or something like that. And, and I was terrified. I, I was already thinking in my head what I was supposed to do when he, 
after he cut his leg off. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to try to, you know, stop the bleeding or for run, get mom, call the call 911. What was what I was supposed to do next? But uh, amazingly enough, he, he didn't, he never touched himself. <laughs> he did this weird drunk dance around the fucking uh, tree, trimming off what may or may not be branches that he needed to trim off, decided he was done and staggered off to the garage. And actually, I think uh, passed out on, on, in his chair out there. This was before he had the uh, basement set up uh, for as his space. So at that point, he had like he hung out in the garage a lot. Yeah. So um, let's see what are you guys talking about. G Rock says my friend and I shot his twenty two rifle in the basement when you were kids. <laughs> we you, you, we did uh, some so much dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. Me and my friends did dumb shit a lot of times too. Uh, not much so much involving firearms. Just uh, oh, we have a caller. Uh, hello, Caps. Yeah, how, you guys, how you doing? How you doing? You're all right, yeah. yeah. Hey, excellent. What can I do for you, sir? Nah, I'm just saying hello. For oh, hello, one. Caps. I've got my own stream on. I'm just about starting up one, but for us, hello. Are you all right? Yeah, yeah I'm excellent, sir. Um, yeah, today we were talking about watching people do drunk things, apparently, and doing stupid <laughs> things ourselves. Well, we all do that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best well, thing you can do is look at yourself rather than look at other people, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did so much drunk, stupid shit. I remember one time getting so drunk at some uh, friend of mine's party. There was only like a couple blocks from where I, I was living. Yeah. And uh, walking down a, a dirt road, it was like April. It was all muddy and shit like that. I got mm -hmm. so drunk that I fell down in the middle of this mud-ass dirt road and couldn't get up. I'm sitting there sprawled on my back, squirming back and forth. <laughs> just driving myself into the mud trying to get up i was so fucking soaked with mud when i got to my house yeah. staggered along hit my house left a big mud smear all the way across well, you know it. the problem with that you shouldn't have been driving should you? <laughs> oh no i wasn't driving i was walking <laughs> yeah yeah it was only a couple blocks so yeah oh there you go yeah no, someone should have given I, me a ride home really <laughs> well you know what i've got to go anyway oh listen uh nice to speak to you man Honestly. all right well you have a great night caps and you have a lovely weekend. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Hey, hey, Sly. How you doing, boss? Dang, I missed him. I just wanted to, you know, I'll give a shout out to Caps. Oh, yeah. I like that guy. I got no problem with him. That's yeah, all I really wanted dude, to tell him. I, I like him, dude. You know, uh, I like. He's never been anything but polite to me. Uh, sometimes I have a little trouble understanding him because of the accent, but yeah, he seems like a cool dude. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I was hoping to talk to him, but it's all, I'm sure we'll cross paths again. All right. We'll so, call back in when you have more time, sir. You know, I always love talking to you. Oh, I was, I was in the middle of making a sandwich, man. I saw he called in. I was, I was going as fast as I could and everybody was talking to me, but that, oh, well, there'll, there'll be other times. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Take care guys. Have a good night. Uh, thanks. Thanks for calling Sly. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, drags his dr Jay drunk and Churchill is ridiculous. Like, yeah, and that was that was that was an issue many a time. Uh, I'm not the most stable person on my legs in the first place. Um, so drinking was was not for me. And I my drinking days were basically I think from the age of like 23 to 31 or 32. So, I, I, but I drank hard for about 10 years. <laughs> At one point, I was drinking a pint of Jack Daniels every day, every day. If I w wasn't drinking a pint of Jack Daniels, that meant I didn't have to work the next day. So I was probably going to try to finish off a fifth, <laughs> which I wouldn't do, but I drink, but I would get pretty far into it. Um, and it sucked after a while. The hangover sucked every day. Every day I get up going, oh, fuck, why did I do this myself? I get to work. I'd be in the elevator going up to my, uh, going downstairs to the bathroom areas, leaning up against the wall going, oh, God damn. Okay, in about two seconds, that elevator is going to open up, and you got to act like a normal person. Oh fuck, I got I must have stank like booze every day. I must have. Um, then, then you know, around eleven o'clock, it start to feel better. You know, because you know, from like six or seven in the morning until about eleven a.m., it's I'm never going to drink again. I've had enough of this shit. That's dumb. Then around eleven or twelve, you start thinking, well, I don't know, maybe you might have one or two drinks. You know, you can't. That wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, right? And you know, by the time you get home or five or six o'clock, it's fucking game on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, so that's, uh, and it wasn't great. Uh, and eventually I had to stop uh, and I stopped for several reasons just because one, the hangover sucked so bad. Uh, two, I stopped going to the bar cause I stopped, uh, I reached a point where I did not remember 
arguments that I apparently had with people. And I don't like that for multiple reasons, mostly because they've come up and say, Hey, uh, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I can't be like, no, that's not right. Because I don't remember <laughs> that leaves it when you can't remember something that leaves the night open for interpretation. And that happened a couple few times, uh, to the point where like, I went to the bar one day, um, and in my drunkenness, uh, was hanging out and I saw a guy I knew and was like, Oh yeah, dude, I was just talking to that guy yesterday. Let me go buy him a drink. I'll go over. Hey, why is it going down? And he was like, yeah, dude, don't sit next to me. I'm like what? He goes, dude, I don't want you sitting at my table. I'm like, pardon me. He goes, I don't want to talk to you, Jay. <laughs> and that's the most I could get out of him. I was like, all right, well, fuck you, I guess. And walked around and, and left, uh, you know, went back to my side of the bar and continued to get drunk. Uh, and I, it took me like a week or two to find out that apparently I got into a big argument with his girlfriend. Uh, well, half of an argument, apparently she was super pissed and I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, I guess she, I, I guess she said something wrong and I was more, more than willing to correct her on it. I never got more than de more details than that. Because <laughs> the, the, you know, apparently I got, that was the most I could get out. I got into a big argument with her, with his girlfriend and the, and the, he was really offended that I thought it was funny. So <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I think that sounds funny now, but, but I, back then I didn't, I was horrified that, that I didn't remember an entire conversation. Hell, I, apparently I didn't remember a couple hour period and, uh, you know, of the, of that entire night and that's not good. So you threw that together with, you know, a couple other things that I just, you know, so, I, well, first I tried to half-ass measure. I just stopped going to the bar and just started drinking at home. Um, and that was just a temporary measure. After a while, I just had to stop. It just, it, and I, and I had to, when I say stop, I had to stop. I don't drink. Uh, when I, well, that's actually not true. Like I can have a beer or I can have like one or two, um, like fruity drinks. Like uh, I'm a big fan of strawberry daiquiris, but I stop after that because I'm horrified of terror of uh, hangovers. And after one or two drinks, I start thinking about the hangover. And if you're thinking about the hangover, you're not having fun. So I'm like, well, dude, this is just dumb. I'm too paranoid about the hangover to enjoy this drink. Uh, and two, I don't drink Jack Daniels anymore. That's, <laughs> that's just a no. Yeah. I, uh, there's no reason to drink Jack Daniels. That's just not a good idea. And because that's what I drank. I was uh, exclusively Jack Daniels. I drink other stuff, but that was just for like shits and giggles. Like if we went to the bar, I'd buy a Bud Light. So I'd have something to, you know, chase the Jack Daniels with. And, uh, um, unless I was hanging out with my buddy, Doug, then we switched it up on uh, those nights. It was Jameson's. <laughs> Because he did give me a, he did give me a quite the taste for Jameson's because uh, if nothing else, Doug uh, was a generous, generous person and he loved to buy shots for people. I that's, that's how I started doing them in the first place. I'm like, no, I don't want that. He goes, dude, you're doing this. And after a while, I kind of acquired a taste of it, a taste for it, but not like Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels to me tastes good. Uh, Jameson's tastes tolerable. <laughs> Jameson's tastes like a good time because that's when I was hanging out with my buddy Doug, that was always a good time. He, my buddy Doug was the lead singer for a band uh a bartender and general party guy um so you were never having a bad time if you're hanging out with doug uh <laughs> yeah uh fuck it he's one of my best friends actually he's the one that turned me into a uh, from a nerd until into a metal nerd <laughs> uh i met him when i was uh 15 and he was 14 so i think i was a sophomore and he was a freshman um and uh, uh he uh we had science class together. Sorry, blank for a second. And one day he saw me sitting there with a case next to me. He goes, oh, what's in the case? I'm like, okay, why is this guy talking to me? <laughs> no one talked to me. Uh, and I told him it was a video camera. He goes, why do you have a video camera? Keep, keep in mind, this is like uh, 89. <laughs> so video cameras were still quite the novelty. I said, well, I'm in the TV and radio class. He goes, oh, well, they can, they'll give you a camera? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to go out and do a project. He goes, uh, what's your project? I go, I don't know yet. He goes, you should come over and record our band. <laughs> I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, that, that sounds like an idea. And that's, that's what I did. Uh, my, my project was making, was making a music video for them. Uh, the name of their band at the time was called Aftermath, which they changed after a while because everyone called them After Lunch. <laughs> so, and I, I'll never forget the first time I met their friends, uh, my, my buddy Doug's friends, because I didn't know Doug really. I, that was, I just talked to him that day and he told me to come over like the next day or something like that. So I talked to him again the next day at the class. And other than that, that's the only time I interact with any of them. Um, so it turns out by coincidence, uh, his buddy house was like a couple streets over from me in the same neighborhood. 
So I knew exactly where that was. And he said, okay, they'll be in the garage. Uh, I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll be there, but you know, either way, just go back and knock. Um, so I drove over to that street. It was easy to find the house because you could hear like the music coming out of it, you know, loud, <laughs> loud, 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 loud. They were only allowed to play till 10 o'clock and their neighbors fucking hated them. Uh, so I pull up, you know, it's just a little house with a, a small garage in the back. And uh, so I walk up, up to the side door of the garage and knock on it knock on it and eventually just wait for a pause in the music and just knock on it really loud and uh the, the door opens and this guy with like almost waist length hair <laughs> answers the door he goes hey i go uh hi is doug here he goes no i'm like uh well uh he asked me to meet him here to record the band he goes oh right on come on in <laughs> and that's how i met uh, my buddy blake uh blake had like almost waist length hair everyone called him chewbacca um and I was very uncomfortable at first because I had, you know, never met any of these guys. I was just a nerd and all of them seemed scary and intimidating. <laughs> all, you know, they all had long hair and, you know, they're sitting there, you know, fucking around with guitars and shit. One of them was smoking a joint and, you know, uh, not one of the band members, by the way. As, as it turns out, only one of them actually smoked pot. The other uh, three didn't like it. Um, and I had no clue what it was at the time. Well, I had a kind of an idea, but it was my first experience even being exposed to it that I was aware of. Turns out my my dad smoked pot in front of me all the time when he picked me up. I just didn't know what the fuck it was until I was reintroduced to it to when I was like 15 or 14 or yeah, 15, I can't remember. Um, that ever happened to you guys? Did you guys find out in retrospect that your uh, parents smoked a lot of pot around you? <laughs> like I thinking back, I, I remember finding my dad's like, you know, roach box. Uh, like it was a little ornate box that I opened it up and it had like a whole bunch of like burnt cigarette butts in it. I thought, and like a couple clips to hold on to them. Obviously, that was where he kept his roaches. Um, but uh, it was literally, you know, decade a decade or so before I figured that shit out. Um, in retrospect, I remember him smoking a joint while he's driving us around. I remember that one specifically because uh, he was high and was telling us jokes. <laughs> um, I can't remember the jokes anymore. God, at one point I could. God, that disappoints me. Do you guys have anything like that where uh, you can't remember stuff but realize you can't remember stuff? I, I, I remember at one point I, all the jokes he told me that day. Um, fuck. Wow, that's disappointing. <laughs> Let's move on from that. I don't want to think about that shit. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Sad, sad, sad. All right, let's see. What else we got today? Let's swing on over to Yahoo News. We haven't looked at them yet. There might be something actually important going on, right? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely not going to pick up that topic. That'd be a hot button one. Nope, we don't do hot button topics here on the Other Ground Live. We're very soft and mushy here. <laughs> no hard news. Uh, no. No. Nope, nope, no. God. Woman arrested for coughing, pepper spraying Asian Uber driver. And so is people just fucking insane now. I see that shit all the time. Uh, I would never be an Uber driver at this point. At, at one point, it seemed like it be, might be a good idea, but every fucking day, Uber driver assaulted. And it, it's just, not just Asian ones, obviously, although that one's kind of sucky because obviously it's kind of a, a targeted thing. Um, just in general, holy fuck, Uber people are risking their life on the daily. It's because they're dealing with random people. And uh, I'm just not a fan of that. Random people in a, Basically, secluded setting is always a bad idea. I was surprised, you know, surprised when this entire thing started. I mean, when you look at taxi cabs, a lot of them have divided fucking partitions for a reason. You know, <laughs> they don't want you in the same thing with them and they don't want you to shoot them. So, you know, this random thing of having people just hop in your car with a, a regular car with no protection, you know, and obviously you can have a gun. Uh, depending on where you're at and what the regulations are, but still, that's crazy. <laughs> I caught that one. Sly Dog, would you rather lunch leak up a mutant or ultimate keyboard warrior? Uh, basically mutant, because I have no clue what ultimate keyboard warrior looks like, and I'm pretty sure I could take mutant if he really want get freaked out and attack me, because he is not a fan at all, you never know. So yeah, I'm not physically afraid of mutant. Uh, ultimate keyboard warrior is an unknown. I'm 
not afraid of him per se, but you don't know. You, you know, it, it is a mixed martial arts forum where a lot of people train shit. So you don't know, you don't want to antagonize anybody who you don't know really that much. It's a bad idea. I realize the amount of professional fighters on there are, is a lot less than it used to be, but fucking hey, dude, when some of the e-beefs that I see going down on that forum, it, fuck, it goddamn amazes me. I'm like, dude, you're, there's a significant chance you're dealing with somebody that can beat the piss out of you without breaking a sweat and you know and you think you have the uh anonymity of the internet but that's never really true you give someone enough uh reason to do it it's not that hard to track down the average person i mean it just takes money you know <laughs> uh so yeah that's it's crazy the, the way people antagonize each other it's like uh tenor was saying yesterday uh and of course, his is his point's a lot more valid because he's he's talking about in the real life how people seem to have no regard for their own safety sometimes. That doesn't that does include the internet. I mean, you do have a certain anonymity, and it takes a ridiculous person to track you down. But guess what? There's fucking ridiculous people out there, and the ones where people agree to meet each other, I very so very so very very rarely actually happens. But when I see people even talking about it, I'm like, well, at least one of you is fucking crazy, and possibly both of you. <laughs> so it's, it just seems like a, a bad i mean I, on the other hand i understand it from the the uh amateur or professional fighters thing you know what you're capable of you've been training for 5 10 15 years whatever this that and the other um but still that seems like a great risk for not much of a reward i i guess it's because i have no interest in being physically encounter with anybody people you, know, you can call me a coward if you want i haven't <laughs> i'm too old for that shit and it turns out i was never young enough for that shit really I've been in a couple of few fights and I've lost almost every single one of them. Uh, so I have no interest in fighting. <laughs> I've had too many already. Uh, and those mostly because, you know, uh, a bully is a good indicator of, I'm scared. Let me, let me start that again. A tall, skinny person is a good target for a bully because they get the benefit of not attacking a little person while still attacking somebody that you, they're relatively certain they can beat up. So it's a win-win. <laughs> And I've had that happen to me at least twice. Just random people fucking, you know, come up to me a bar and start shit for zero reason. <laughs> both times I was sober, so I know I had nothing to do with me. And both times I got my ass kicked. Uh, problem with little people, uh, and, you know, is that I found, and not when I say little people, I mean people that are like, you know, under five, seven, maybe five, six. Because uh, both these people, I think, were like five, six, four, five, five. And they weren't gigantic people, but they were really muscular, you know. Um, the problem I had with them is that once they got inside my reach, I was fucked because they were so low. It was really easy for them to like tip over my balance. So because both of them basically came underneath my arms and fucking uh, tackled me. Uh, luckily, in both cases, uh, they got pulled off almost immediately. But I was fucked both times. <laughs> you know? But it went really the same way both times, you know. Uh, you know, they lunged at me. I swung at them. They jumped back, uh, lunged at me again, and uh, I wasn't quick enough to swing at them the second time. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a bummer. Uh, I, I was lucky that there was other people around because it wouldn't have went well for me. Once you're on the ground, if you don't have, like, jujitsu or ground skills and the guy's got mount on you uh, or, or even half mount, you're probably fucked if you don't know what to do, and I have no clue what to do. Even now, I only have a theoretical idea of what to do from watching actual people who know what to do do it over and over again <laughs> but I, I doubt i could probably do it um shit one time i had, had doug do that to me <laughs> uh, it was kind of the same thing uh, me and him actually got into a fight yeah we were at his house and uh you know it's a party we're all having a good time this that, and the other and he started talking to me about uh how i needed to move uh because i was in a shitty spot and uh and it, but uh, but it, the rent was really really cheap and <laughs> Uh, I'll go into more detail in another story, but I was like, no, dude. And he's like, oh, dude, come on. You, you know, you, if you need to do that, I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about this a little time. He's like, no, dude, you need to do that. I'm like, dude, okay, that's fine. You know? And after a while, I was like, dude, uh, dude, I've had a fucking enough dude. Stop. <laughs> and and he kept on harping and harping again. On eventually I was like, you know what? I've had a fucking enough of this dude. I'm leaving. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and listen to this bullshit. You know? And he goes, dude, fucking, you're not going anyplace. I'm like, dude, fucking. Yeah, I fucking am. Uh, so I stood up and he, and he stood up in front of me. He goes, dude, you're not leaving. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of my way, dude. <laughs> and you know, and, and he's like, and he pushed me. He's like, sit back down. I'm like, don't fucking push me, dude. <laughs> so he pushed me again, and that's when I'd had enough. I pushed him back. Um, he grabbed me, 
and we both fell sideways. But he managed to swivel around so that while we're in air, because he knew what the fuck he was doing when it came to fighting, uh, so that I, because we fell sideways, if no, nothing would have happened, we were both landed on our side. But he, he being a smart person, swiveled around so that I was on the bottom. That was problem A. Problem B was that there was the edge of a wall of a, of a archway of a doorway um, behind me now. So I cracked my head on it uh, as we were coming down. I ended up getting a big fucking split into it. We almost uh, went to the hospital. I probably should have. Uh, I was bleeding profusely. Uh, and But I didn't feel that because I was out for a second. Thank God when I woke up, I had a death grip on Doug's forearms. <laughs> And he was like struggling to pull his far, forearms away from me. And at that point, I just started going, Doug, Doug, what are you doing, Doug? Doug, what are you doing? And he it, he stopped struggling for me and said, oh, shit. And got, we got up. And he started apologizing and all this good shit. But thank God I instinctively grabbed a hold of his forearms because I fuck, dude. I have no clue how fucking bad it'd get if he, if he would have reared up and hit me with a good one because he was a big muscular dude. Not big. He was, uh, he wasn't, when I said he was one of the two people that went under me, he didn't go under me. He was probably five nine five ten he wasn't super tall but he wasn't super short either he's at average size i would say um and yeah, it would have hurt like fuck he definitely knew how to hit people <laughs> i'd seen him fight a couple of people I, I definitely didn't want to get involved in that so like i said thank god i he wasn't struggling that hard to hit me and i had a good grip on his forearms because that was sucked <laughs> so yeah to back to the main point i don't want to fight anybody i, I never really have I've, you know, I've never had the urge to hurt somebody no matter how mad i've been at somebody i've never wanted to hit them um you know i might want to say bad things about them and maybe make them feel better but i've never had the urge to physically hurt somebody yet you know ever you know at unless you fucking hurt me <laughs> like if you start swinging on me yes i will 100 swing back if you hurt me uh uh I will like fucking try to hurt you as bad as I can up to a point. You hurt me bad enough. I quit. <laughs> uh, I hate to say that, but I found that out before. Uh, I remember one time me and my brother got into a fight. We were, he was 16, I think. Uh, and it, which would have made me uh, 13. He was uh, two, about two years, a little, a little over two years older than me. Um, and I can't remember what the fight was. It was, a, I didn't even think it was a serious fight. Uh, we were just arguing back and forth. And he said, yeah, he goes, I'll fucking break your leg. If you do that, I'm like, dude, you're not going to break my leg. Don't be fucking ridiculous. And, and he started advancing at me. Uh, um, and I was like, dude, fucking. So, you know, I backed away to, uh, a little bit to, until my, my, uh, back at the table and stood there. I'm like, what dude, you know? And he didn't say anything. You know, I said, you know, and he started to turn away. I was like, oh, okay, that's no big deal. And then, but then he swung around and elbowed me in the face and broke my nose. Um, first time I broke my nose, actually. And for a half a second, I reached back, grabbed uh, the big ass salt shaker that was on the table and was about to smack him in the head with it when the pain hit me. And at that point, I had no interest in hitting him at all. My very next thought, I, I, I don't know, I was 13. So I, I hope to think that I'd have react better, uh, this time but honestly my first thought was i don't want to hit him with this because he might hurt me more um so you know uh, i was done he, he that, the, the fight was over after that physically all i had was a broken nose obviously i was able to continue but yeah he beat the fucking uh, fight right out of me with that. uh yeah and uh since it never got set my nose has always been kind of fucked up after that people have people those of you who've seen my picture know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah so yeah, it, and and that's how most of my fights went. You know, most of the time I I didn't give up on them. Uh, the fights got separated after a while, but I was never winning most of them. I can only think of one or two fights I actually did okay in. But, but what are you gonna do? You can't be good at everything, right? <laughs> all right, let's swing over to Yahoo and see if there's anything at all I can find to talk about. Uh, no, no, no. Dogs are barking. I apologize. I try to make this as a professional show as possible, but in case you guys haven't guessed, I am doing this out of my house. So as I assume most pod beaners are, and occasionally the dogs are going to bark at shit. They're adorable. I can't help it. I'm going to keep them. <laughs> it does get frustrating sometimes when I'm trying to record stuff professionally because uh, occasionally I do uh, like uh, uh, voiceovers and stuff. Not enough. By the way, if you guys want to hire me to say shit, go right ahead. You know, I'm always more than happy to do voiceovers for commercials. Uh, I've done voiceovers for commercials. I've done voiceovers for podcasts, uh, like openers and closers. Um, 
I think my favorite thing I ever did a uh, voiceover for was something called Doobies, and I've told you guys about it before. Look it up on YouTube. Uh, it was a uh, it was a video voiceover for a uh, a doobie rolling machine. They had this innovative new way to roll doobies. Um, and the weird part is they didn't even use me for all of the voiceover. It's like a four minute video, but it goes from back and forth between me and, and another guy, uh, you know, it, describing the doobies experience. So if you ever want to check that out, that's uh, some of my work, not my best work. Uh, cause I had a shitty microphone back then. And, uh, if nothing else, I couldn't hear myself to modulate my voice as well back then. So, uh, professionally, I don't want people to hear that, but as a shit and giggle, it is, it is fun for you guys to hear it. Um, <clears throat> all right that's enough dog they're not this bad when my, when my wife is home um because <laughs> uh the problem being they're like sitting at on the window seal looking out the window waiting for her so whenever they see something uh they're like oh it's time to bark now <laughs> so as, as always, if you guys want to call in about your topics, you're more than welcome to. we got another 15 minutes, so I'm sure we can fit a couple more things in. In the meantime, have you guys ever seen a show called, uh, let me find it on here, Rehab Addict Rescue? It's a one of those HG, HGTV uh, like renovation shows. The reason I bring this one up is because it's uh, hosted by a lady named Nicole Curtis, who is a native of my area. She lives in Lake Orion, which is like about... 15 maybe 20 minutes north of my house my brother lives in lake orange to give you an example so it's, it's not far away at all uh things to know she's very pretty and two she's uh, suing the detroit land bank uh uh let me give you more information hgtv star nicole curtis is suing the detroit land bank arguing it took advantage of her when it took the deed to a house that she sunk sixty thousand dollars into rehabbing Curtis, a Lake Orion native, featured on the show Rehab Attic Rescue, filed the suit Friday in Wayne Cordy Circuit Court, uh, arguing she's entitled to ownership of the property based on her substantial investment in the belief that she's owned it or the land bank should compensate her. Here's what happened. Uh, and it's a long article, so I'm going to condense it down for you. She bought it uh, from a private owner for $17,000 in 2017. The next year, she was notified that the land bank actually held the property title. Um, failed attempts to reach a mutual agreement for Curtis to rehab the house led to court actions. Ultimately, an August judgment was issued in a land bank's favor. The lawsuit says Curtis brought the house, bought the house with the intention of spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on restoring it and that she kept it maintained, insured, and paid off the back taxes. Uh, her in, her investment, the lawsuit says, significantly increased the value of the property over the next few years. As a result, the suit alleges the land bank will directly benefit from the years of labor, expertise, and money that Curtis's business put into the house and wishes to reap the rewards flowing from the significantly increased property value. It's very flowery, wasn't it? Uh, they the despite if, uh, efforts over the last month by Curtis's legal team to reach an agreement on the property, the land bank put the house on the market. February 26th for $40,000. Okay, there's a couple things to point out about that, I think. One, she was let know she, uh, a year into her owning it, which would be from 2017 to sometime in 2018, she was notified that she did not own the house. The Detroit Land Bank held the title because the person selling it to her did not have the title to the house. Um. The, that happened because, uh, let me swing down. I'll give you the details on that part. See, the land bank originally filed a nuisance lawsuit in 2015 against the prior property owners, Jerome and Joyce Cawley, to compel them to renovate the blighted house. So the land, owners, land bank had sold that to them uh, under the conditions that they had to renovate it. And there's, there was, you know, uh, a contract for that. The colleagues failed to meet their commitments, and in January, it was ordered that the property title be transferred to the land bank. Even so, Joyce Colley ex executed a quick claim deed for the house to Curtis's Detroit renovations in that spring. So, uh, they, even though she didn't own it, she was able to produce like a deed for it and and fake sell it to this lady. And that part sucks. And that lady should definitely be, um, you know, uh, held accountable for it the thing is 
she was told a year uh, a year later, so within a year later, that that was not her house. So so in 2018, she continued to make renovations on that house right up until uh, recently. Uh, uh, she uh, they they said she put sixty thousand dollars in renovations into the house so far. Um, so really, who's at fault at that point? According to the the uh, law, the you know, They've they like here's the statement from the land bank. We've already won two separate legal actions about this property. We consider the litigation closed. <laughs> Adding that the land bank was awarded the title last year, so in 2020. Yeah. So so she had between 2018 and 2020 to realize that she shouldn't be working on that house. I don't know what you guys think. Do you think that she should be compensated by the land bank for the money that she put into it? Or was she dumb for putting work money into a house that she didn't own yet? I assume she thought that she was going to be able to work something out with the land bank so that she continued to do stuff to it. Uh, that's obviously, that has to be the reason. Um, but that doesn't, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think that's unfair to her? Or do you think that she was just made a horrible mistake in, in assuming that she was going to be able to get the property from the land bank? Land bank said she's more than welcome to, to bid on the property like everybody else. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel bad for her, mostly because she's a pretty girl, and I hate to see bad things happen to pretty girls. But it seems like it was a poor choice on her behalf. I'm sure she'll be fine. It's a, uh, I don't know if she was doing this for her um, show or if she was just doing one for uh, you know to make money on it. But I'm sure either way she'll be fine. And uh, I've, there's a couple other houses that I've seen her turn over in Detroit that she, that she made a buttload of money on. <laughs> Hold on, I need a drink of water. Oh, before we get out of here, I need to speak about Sly Dog's Fight Companion. That's right. After the show, do not forget to tune in for Sly Dog's Fight Companion. Sometime between 7 and 8 o'clock, he normally kicks it off. Uh, it's a great time for anybody who has not been there before. Him and all his friends hang out and watch UFC fights and have a good time. Um I highly recommend it. It's way more entertaining than this show. <laughs> so uh, be sure to tune in. Tune in. God, I'm slurring already. Oh, uh, let's see. We got time for one more topic, right? Let's swing on back over to the OG. I'm sure I've missed something really interesting, right? Hmm. <laughs> No, not, not really, but uh, let me see. Actually, I got an idea. First off, where is my phone? Oh, did I set it down someplace? Okay, guys, I'll be right back. Give me, I got to go grab my phone. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm sure you guys will love this. This There's no way that this is going to fall. All right, there's my phone. All right. Okay. I'm sure this is going to be great. There's no way that this is going to be horrible and a, and a shitty way to end the show. So give me just a second. All right, I'm going to load this up. This is a great idea. You guys are going to love this, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, there's that. <laughs> uh, that's not what we want. We got that. Uh, give me just a second, guys. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. Uh, I don't know which one we should play yet, though. Um, excuse me. Let's see. Uh... No, that one, not that one, not that one, not that one. Give me a little more time. I'm looking for a good one. Actually, they're all good. Fuck it. We're going to pick, just pick one. Is this a call to fiber? Yes, it is. We got to wait for the ad to go. Uh, skip ad. So, you have a new Predator movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. Fantastic. This is going to be much better than trying to make something original. Agreed. So, in this one, we're going to have a Predator crash onto Earth, right? Uh-oh. But the twist is that later, we're going to learn that he's actually here to help the humans. Oh, interesting. So, he's not actually going to kill any humans. Oh, no. He's going to kill a bunch of humans. Oh, he is? Yeah, super violently, too. He's going to do that thing where he strings one up from a tree and skins him. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's going to rip a guy's arm off, use that to give a thumbs up. And we're going to say he's here to help humans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
tough love, I guess. So why does he want to save us? Because there are super big predators on the way and they want to take over the planet because global warming is going to kill humans and they want to move in. What? Yeah, pretty cool, right? I didn't understand what you're talking about. That doesn't make any sense. He wants to help humans because global warming and giant predators. Okay. Also, the super predators want some human DNA. Oh, they want the DNA now too? Yeah, I'm all over the place with this one. Yeah, you really are. So how does the good predator plan on helping the humans? Well, we're only going to see it in the last scene, but he brought them a suit so they can fight against the super predators. One suit to fight off a whole invasion? Yeah, it's like an Iron Man suit, but it has dreadlocks. Oh, people love Marvel. That's actually a good move for us. Oh, yeah. And we're also going to throw some Marvel-style humor into the movie. How are we going to do that? Well, you know how sometimes a movie will have a character that's like comic relief to break the tension? Yeah. Well, in this movie, every character is going to be comic relief. Wow, people are going to be so relieved. Yeah, there's going to be no tension, just relief. Amazing. So tell me about the characters. Well, the main guy is named Quinn McKenna, and he witnessed the predator land on Earth. Friendly predator that kills people or super predator that kills people? Friendly predator who kills people. Gotcha. So the government puts him on a bus to a mental institution where he meets a bunch of wacky characters. Sounds wacky. But before the government caught him, he had sent some alien items home and his son starts to play with them. Oh, what's his son's deal? His son is super smart and he has autism. Oh, we have to be careful with how we portray disorders like that. It could be a sensitive subject. Well, we're gonna say that autism is like the next step in human evolution. Okay, well, I guess that portraying it as a superpower is a safe way to go about it. You want to be respectful with these things, you know? We're also gonna have a guy with Tourette's and we're gonna make fun of his disorder the whole movie. Well, that's one of the funny disorders, so that's okay. Exactly. We're good people. We're good people. So yeah, basically we have this movie set up where a super big alien wants to rip out this kid's spine so he can use his autism to level up. Oh, oh, it's happening. What, what, what is going on? Oh, it's a good one, too. Whoa. What was that? Oh, it's just that when all the people who pioneered cinema roll over in their graves at the same time, it can cause some little earthquakes. Well, that's kind of neat. It is, isn't it? Wow. So what's the dynamic like between the dad and his kid? Oh, super cute. At a certain point, the kid's like, Dad, I'm sorry I didn't turn out the way you wanted. And he's like, that's okay. I didn't turn out well either. That's actually incredibly mean. Yeah, real cute. We also have the mom in the movie. Oh, what does she do? She has this badass scene where she tells the government, you messed with the wrong family. And then we never see her again. Mysterious. There's also a scientist and her name is Casey. What's her backstory? She's a scientist. I love it. Yeah, she's also super skilled with weapons and action scenes. She does a bunch of crazy stuff. Oh, so she's not just a scientist. Well, that's all we're gonna learn about her. Fair enough. Oh, we're also gonna have some predator dogs in the movie. Wow, that sounds scary. Yeah, but one of them's gonna turn good. How does that happen? It gets shot in the head and that makes it friendly. I'm a powerful studio executive and I'm gonna approve that idea. Fantastic. And what happens in the third act? Oh, you're gonna like this. In the third act, we're gonna have action. Oh yeah, tell me more about that. There's gonna be action. There's gonna be a bunch of it. But like, what kind of stuff is gonna happen? Oh, well, I figure we could edit it together so fast that nobody's gonna have any idea what the hell's going on. Very smart. Yeah, it's just gonna be shot after shot of complete nonsense. People are gonna be like, wait, did Casey just teleport? And wait, did the main human villain just shoot himself in the head? I love it. You can't be bored if you're completely disoriented, right? That's the idea. Plus, it gives the movie rewatch value. How so? Well, if people want to try and figure out what the hell just happened, they're gonna have to rewatch the movie, probably at half speed. Oh, that's actually genius. Anyway, so at the end of the movie, the main dude is gonna see the Iron Man suit and be like, that's my new suit. Oh, is he in charge of something now? Unclear. And also, his 10-year-old son has a job in the government now. Oh, child labor is tight. My personal driver is seven. Oh, that's illegal and dangerous for many reasons. Wow. So what do you think of the movie? Hey, man, as long as we beat the opening weekend of Predators from 2010, I'm happy. You think we can do that? Oh, yeah, super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. I hope you enjoyed that pitch meeting. There are no, no. Pitch I'm guessing no, probably, out, right? So let me know in the comment section. What are... That's okay. I liked it anyways. <laughs> Although I did realize the fact that I was playing a video of a guy doing cutscenes talking to himself was probably not a bad idea since you can't see the fact that it go cuts from one person to another who are clothed differently. And being just audio, it sounded just like the same guy talking to himself. So I apologize about that. I, I didn't realize that. The second thing I apologize about, I thought that I hadn't heard that one, so I thought it was going to be about the original Predator because he does these movie uh, movie pitches for both good movies and bad movies. And uh, so I thought I was playing one from the good movies. Uh, being that it was the bad movie, you guys probably didn't get a lot of the references because you haven't seen it because it was stupid and nobody saw it. So, so I, I'm not going to torture you guys with any more of them but i highly recommend you go and look for some of those uh that he does on movies that you're aware of like the willy wonka one was fucking really amazing uh he did one on game of thrones season eight uh, it, it's just a good time I, it's really good humor
All right. Well, there you go. It looks like that's about it for the show tonight. As you guys know, we I don't do one on Sunday, Mondays, and Tuesdays, so you won't see me until Wednesday. I want to thank you guys all for listening. I can't do the show without you. You guys are super fucking awesome. Um, I will be back on Wednesday. You can't fucking stop it. It's going to fucking happen. <laughs> until then, you guys have a great day. Uh, I'm Passive Day. I'll see you later. Theme tune for the OG. Yeah. Well,